0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, May 18th. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Nintendo sets expectations for potential delays. Minecraft developer Mojang changes its name and teases some future projects. We know what songs won't be in the Tony Hawk remake and Oculus Quest hand tracking is moving out of beta soon. Nintendo addresses potential future delays. Nintendo has not announced any big delays for any games yet. In fact, it announced a new Paper Mario game just last week that will be releasing in July, but it's obviously a concern when it comes to considering what Nintendo's 2020 will look like. The company's president, Shuntaro Furukawa, recently addressed some of those concerns in an investor call, which was later transcribed and shared as a PDF on Nintendo's website. You can find a link to it in the show notes. But here is maybe the most interesting highlight, which is a long quote, heads up here, from Furukawa. During the previous fiscal year when manufacturing in China was temporarily suspended in February due to COVID-19, it caused the delay of shipments of Nintendo Switch hardware intended for sale in Japan. The effect on our overall business performance, however, was minor. Although manufacturing has been gradually recovering since March, the impact of COVID-19 spread globally in the second half of March and in April, which made it impossible to procure sufficient quantities of some components. As a result, we are not in a position to be able to produce the full quantity of units we actually want to produce. That said, there are signs of gradual improvement. And so we anticipate that the impact of COVID-19 on production will subside to some degree by summer and that the volume we will be able to produce throughout the year will align with our sales forecast units for the fiscal year. But if the impact is prolonged or worsens further and parts procurement and or manufacturing are affected again, then there is a possibility that we will be unable to produce the quantities needed to fulfill our current sales forecast. With regard to software, we have more titles planned for release in this fiscal year beyond the ones we have already announced, and we have accounted for those in the financial forecast. However, many employees of Nintendo and our partner companies are currently working from home, and the differences in development environments between home and office may make it difficult to release titles as currently planned should the impact be prolonged. At this point, we are presenting our financial forecast on the assumption that titles can be released as planned. Furukawa also emphasized that, in the face of potential delays, it will focus on reminding new players brought in by Animal Crossing that there are lots of other Nintendo games worth playing. Here's another quote We need to ensure that we are communicating the appeal of our already released evergreen titles to consumers and creating opportunities for consumers to experience them. For example, we feel that the potential demand has not yet been filled for Ring Fit Adventure, which released last year and continues to be in short supply worldwide. Accordingly, we will put emphasis on its sales as a core title during the fiscal year as well. We are continuing to manufacture Ring Fit Adventure, and we expect to be able to continue to supply it to the market albeit bite gradually. We want to turn that potential demand into actual demand and see steady sales. I imagine it won't feel like many things are being delayed over the next few months. It seems like those various titles that were kind of nearing the finish line weren't hindered too much by the staff being suddenly forced to work from home. Like, pushing something over the finish line wasn't too hard to do remotely. But I think we will really start seeing game delays for games that were a little further down the line games that were just getting ready to start up their performance capture efforts, and things like that. For example, games like the potential Jedi Fallen Order sequel or the second part of the Final Fantasy VII remake, those games have probably been pushed in a pretty significant way because the stages of development they are at can't really be done from home. This is all a lot of maybe baseless assumptions from me, but I suppose time will tell. Assuming we get back to something normal in the next few months, fingers crossed, I bet next year we'll feel light in terms of new movies, TV shows, and maybe even video games because of the pause button that we are currently experiencing. Mojang changes its name a little bit. Minecraft developer Mojang, which I learned is pronounced Mojang in Sweden, where the studio is based, and then in America it is pronounced Mojang. I wanted to be accurate after the Aspire pronunciation disaster. But anyway, the studio announced a name change and revealed a new logo that makes everything the studio works on a little less complicated. It basically has just put all the different disparate studios that work on Minecraft around the world under one big mojang umbrella by changing the name to mojang studios it has also dropped what it described as the dragon slash apple slash candle slash sewing machine next to the name and now it's just the word mojang made up of these little three-dimensional objects the studio has dubbed mojangs apparently the word mojang roughly translates to gadget in swedish so it makes sense that the logo is now made of little gadgets that's adorable This was all announced as part of Minecraft's 11-year anniversary, which it recently celebrated, but there were some interesting tidbits in the blog post that were not related to the logo refresh. In the blog post, Mojang writes, From our humble beginnings in Stockholm, we are entering the 20s as a multi-title, multi-location company. Following Minecraft Earth and Minecraft Dungeons, we're planning a feature film, preparing an epic live show, and playing with ideas for brand new games. That film mentioned there has been in development for some time and at one point was going to be directed by It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's and Mythic Quest's Rob McElhaney, but he exited that at some point and there hasn't been much news since. The Epic Alive show is new as far as I know, but the main thing that I was focused on and one that I really like is the idea that Mojang is playing with ideas for brand new games. I think it would be cool if the studio functioned a little like Game Freak. They are constantly working on their Juggernaut franchise. In the case of Game Freak, it's Pokemon, but for Mojang, it would be Minecraft. But they still occasionally make time for smaller experimental releases. I would love to play Mojang's Drill Dozer, for example. I don't know how interested Microsoft is in letting Mojang release smaller games like that, but I would love to see the studio spread its wings a little and mix it up. Here are the songs that won't be making it into the upcoming Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. The Tony Hawk announcement last week was very exciting, but arguably the big caveat that came with it was the ambiguous confirmation that not every song from the original soundtrack would make it over to the remake. If you're not familiar with Tony Hawk games or why this is important, it is because Tony Hawk and its soundtrack really do go hand in hand. It's filled with licensed music, and the way the game is structured, you play about two minutes at a time, so every session you play kind of plays out like a skateboard music video for the song. So it is a bummer to learn that a few won't be making it. Ian Walker at Kotaku was able to speak with Activision and confirm which songs won't be making it into the final soundtrack, and the list is thankfully short at only five tracks, Here's the list, and just to be totally clear, these are the songs that will not be appearing in the game. Suicidal Tendencies, Psycho Vision, Unsane's Committed, Anthrax and Public Enemies Bring the Noise, The High and Mighty's B-Boy Document 99, and Adley Life's Out With the Old. The good news is, all of those songs appear to be available on Spotify, which means you might be able to finagle your own curated playlist to basically play in the background i know music licensing is complicated and sometimes it's a matter of just not even knowing who owns the rights to a particular song but it's wild to me that any artist would not be clamoring to get their music into the next tony hawk game feels like a real missed opportunity here for those handful of songs but like i said music licensing is complicated So there is really no telling why a particular track might not have made it. But the important news is Millen Collins, No Cigar, and Goldfinger's Superman are both in the game. And that's all that really matters in the end, right? (music) Oculus Hand Tracking is opening up to developers next week. Oculus posted a blog this morning celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Oculus Quest and Oculus Rift S, and with it came a few details about the success of the headset, some small planned updates like expanded Facebook functionality, but the big detail is that hand tracking, which ideally lets you use and play Quest without a controller, is opening up. It is currently available for users who opt into the beta to try it out, but quoting from the Oculus blog post, with the next Quest software update starting this week, we're moving it out of the Experimental Features section and into General Release, and we'll begin accepting third-party titles that include hand-tracking to the Oculus Store on May 28th. I used it a little bit when it first went into beta, and it seemed okay. It didn't work as well as a controller, but it worked better than I expected it. At the time, about the only thing I could do was move around the menus, so I am eager to see the feature actually be implemented into some games. Some other interesting details from the blog post. Oculus revealed that there are a number of games that have found a lot of success on Quest. The blog reads, We're thrilled to share that more than 10 titles have generated over $2 million in revenue on Quest since we started shipping last year, including Moss and Pistol Whip. And Superhot VR has gone double platinum, surpassing 2 million copies sold worldwide across all VR platforms. Very happy to see both Moss and Pistol Whip finding success. Moss is a game where he plays a little mouse, exploring what appears to be an apocalyptic world abandoned by humans, I think. It's intentionally vague, but it sets up an interesting story that ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, so I would love to see a part two. And I think I've talked a few times about how much I like Pistol Whip. If you like Beat Saber at all, it's kind of in that vein, an intense rhythm action game. The blog post ends promising a big sale to commemorate the year to start on May 21st. That's it for gaming news today. My big game this weekend was Final Fantasy 13. I played the game a lot when it first came out, but For the most part, I I really don't remember much. Everything feels pretty new, but I definitely know I have a better handle on the combat this time around. I feel like I am maybe getting to about where I left off last time. Maybe. I want to finish it. We'll see if I make it. I got a few corrections here today and some general feedback. Hendrik Ramos Gomez at Pero Invisible Tweeted at both me and the Gaming Ride Home Twitter account, so you know they're serious. And they said, how dare you say Miku is not real, you monster. And you know what? Fair. Is it really up to me to decide if an animated woman with a manufactured voice made inside a computer is real? Of course not. A good student on Twitter, at JCOAD820, shared something crazy with me that I have linked in the show notes. I talked recently about how the Lions shared its upcoming schedule using Animal Crossing, which I hypothesized was a first. And while I still think I was right about Animal Crossing specifically being used for the first time, it turns out it was not the first time video games have been used. The Carolina Panthers, which... I guess I should root for because I'm from South Carolina, shared their 2019 schedule with a montage of video games including Super Mario Kart, Pitfall, Tony Hawk, Pokemon Go, and a bunch of others. Each featured game was customized to show the date and feature Panthers players and more. It's really complicated and dense and it honestly kind of blew my mind. Kevin Marcello, which is at Kevon Marceloff with a PH at the end, sent the Gaming Ride home Twitter account, a DM, to clear up some details about Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, which I appreciate it very much. They wrote, hello, the GBA Friends of Mineral Town is actually a remake slash port of Harvest Moon 64 and Harvest Moon Back to Nature, Back to Nature being the PlayStation game, which Kevin says is their favorite Harvest Moon game. And then they continued, So I'm considering getting excited for the Switch remake. Love the show. Thanks for the release announcements. There was also more Friends of Mineral Town on the GBA where the protagonist is female and you can romance the males. I mention this because some of the Switch screenshots also show the female protagonist and hearts on the males' names. Still don't like the art style, but I think I'll get it on launch. So there you go. Thanks for clearing all that up, Kevin. And thank you for the lovely compliments. I appreciate it. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, like everything you just heard, prior to this moment, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at GamingRideHome, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast or listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. I ended up refighting a boss that I had beaten on my last stream because... I did a really bad job and I ended up like losing a lot of equipment and stuff like that. And I was worried about replaying the boss, but I ended up doing really well and it was totally worth it. So I'm glad I did that. You can also find me on the Max show for more long form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian or what is goodbye in French?